Hello and welcome to the Licensed to Queer podcast, where we're on a mission to uncover why James Bond appeals so much to LGBTQ plus people. Why not see 007 from a different angle? Thank you for pressing play on this Licensed to Queer podcast. I know that there are an awful lot of James Bond podcasts out there, so it's really appreciated that you've taken time to listen to this one. Hopefully, it provides something a little bit different. That's what I've always tried to do with License to Queer. And this episode is different to the podcast that I've put out so far. So if you've listened to any of the other Licensed to Queer podcasts, you'll know that they're kind of like spoken word versions of the articles that appear on the website. This one is more freeform in that it's really just a group of friends watching a couple of Bond films and pausing every so often to reflect on what we've just seen. The twist, as it were, is that we're watching two Bond films which are uh, polar opposites, (laughs) really. Uh, Casino Royale, the Daniel Craig 2006 version, and uh, Roger Moore's final outing in A View to a Kill. Also, uh, the couple that we're watching the film with, we being my husband and I, uh, very close friends, um, Han and Maz, who are a married couple that we got to know at a gin tasting event at a local museum some years ago. Um, We've got a lot of mutual passions, including feline friends, we're all, all cat lovers, and we like Disney stuff, but we never really brought up Bond in conversation. But we decided to go there. I can't remember why the the conversation got going. Um, But I thought it would be cool to sit down and watch a Bond film or two with um, Han and Maz. I didn't even realise that Han had never actually seen a Bond film before. Um, So that was really, really exciting to me because it means you kind of get to see the film afresh in a way when you watch it with someone who's never seen it before and Maz has a I won't spoil it because we get into it um quite soon in the podcast but Maz has a really interesting history with Bond which is sort of heartbreaking and wonderful at the same time so I won't give too much away with that one Han is from the same home city as us, although when we were growing up, Han's a few years younger than uh, my husband and I, uh, but as we were growing up, it was a town uh, of Wolverhampton. Maz is from Ireland, uh, but she they, they both live now uh, not that far from where, where we live. And it's fairly safe to say that Maz um, experienced certain things differently, including Bond growing up in Ireland. And she has said that she's really interested to hear reaction to this podcast because she wants to know if anyone else had similar experiences to her. So there's there's an introductory part of this podcast where you get to know Hannah Maz a bit, uh, which is about 15, 16 minutes long. And then what we do is we get stuck into watching Casino Royale. It's not a watch along because I didn't want to talk over the film because Han had never seen a Bond film at all. So I I, I wouldn't want to ruin a a film that, that someone's never seen before by talking over the top of it. But what we did do is we paused every so often 
about every we actually planned to only have a couple of pauses but we actually put another one in uh, and we also did themed drinks as we went along so not not drinking exactly what bond drinks because that's potentially fatal but we did drink some of the things that bond has and uh, drinks related to the locations there is on the licensed queer website there is a drinks guide where i've kind of done a little bit of annotations about what we drank and why uh but i hope you enjoy it it's something a bit different um the sound quality um will be variable i did so it didn't kind of impede the flow of conversation i just left my laptop going in the middle of the room so i didn't use uh, uh the, the the microphone that i'm using right now you'll hear all sorts of background noise like uh the ice machine chucking out ice cubes and the neighbor's children playing in the garden next door. Um, we recorded this on a Saturday afternoon into the evening. Um, me making drinks very noisily. Who knew a cocktail shaker made that much noise when you put it down on a work surface and uh, you'll also hear the cats crying for food occasionally. Um, just one thing before we get stuck in and um, before I get issued with a stop getting Bond wrong uh, from a certain section of the Twitter community who I love dearly. Uh, but uh, I, do, I do get something wrong in the podcast. I mentioned that the Aston Martin DBS um, crash scene uh, where Bond spins it through the air was, uh, was shot at uh, Gaydon. I think I just have uh, gay on the brain. <laughs> it was actually shot at Millbrook Proving Ground. Uh, what I, I got mixed up, um, and I'm going to blame the, the martini, which I'd had at, at this point. Uh, but uh, I got mixed up with um, the fact that the uh, Aston Martin uh, DBSs were actually designed and made at Gaydon, which is actually not far from from where we live and where um, uh, one of our friends has has worked. So yeah. Bit of a mix up there, um, but this is, you know, um, it, hopefully a very enjoyable listening experience. Uh, we really had a great time uh, without giving too much away. Um, the reaction to Casino Royale was uh, very positive. Um, we, we watched A View to a Kill, which was completely unplanned. We watched A View to a Kill afterwards. Um, and the reaction to that one was interesting, <laughs> and, which is kind of inevitable when you go from 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 films, which are um, two films which are very very different to each other. Anyway, enjoy. So let's talk about Bond then. Well, I think it's probably a good idea if you introduce yourselves. Go for it. Who's going first? Who's going first? Um, so <laughs> I'm Hannah and I have never, I'm probably one of the only British people actually that has never ever seen a Bond film so I know very little about Bond. I don't um, know how you've escaped not. I don't, I don't know. Especially because they're always on TV like yeah. bank holidays. Yeah. And... <laughs> I've obviously lived a very sheltered life um, so I'm excited to see my very first Bond film. You might not be saying that in two hours and 15 minutes time. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Maz. Um, I have seen a few Bond films when I was much, much younger. Um, and I've probably seen more Bond films than I think because I've been in the living room with my dad and watching Bond films. Yeah. So I've been like passing through quite, I think I've seen quite a lot of Bond films without actually seeing them. Um, 
I think that's probably why you haven't seen many Bond films because you weren't the go into your living room and just see what your parents were up to kind of person. Whereas I was very much yeah. like, let's just see what my dad was doing. Yeah. So I did manage to watch quite a few Bond films without realizing. So I think I'll know more than I actually do. I think that's very similar for a lot of people. If it's a family thing, then it's sort of so. Anthony, my I'm, my yeah. my memories of James Bond are with my dad, like always wanting me to sit down and watch them, and like a lot of it was like. Well, this is an old film, even though no, I love them. But it was like this is an old film. Like I can't watch this. Mm. So like this, this will be boring. This is an old mm. film. But like, but I do remember like Bangkok Mondays, um, weekends, being on TV and then sitting there with my dad, and a bit like what um, you both said, like maybe quarter a little bit of them, um, yeah. but without knowing that you watched it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're, like just obviously because. Um, we're all British, but like we we lived in we lived in England. Technically not. Yeah, but, but like, no. But you know, you didn't have leave to remain. Yes, I do. Yeah. It's, it yeah. might be worth explaining that for you, the podcast. So no, but like, Maz, would you mind correcting Anthony live on yeah. the podcast? <laughs> you make a good point. I do actually have leave to stay, so technically I could be a British citizen. However, yeah, um, I'm very much not. I'm definitely Irish. But <laughs> was like I'm always I'm interested in because I know there's lots of different places around the world mm. like cultures where they love james bond like J- japan for example mm, james bond. Mm, mm. what was it like in ireland with james bond was it a thing where yeah like it was a big deal whenever a new bond came it was a big deal i think it was definitely a lot of um british influence in that sense but i think a lot of what you get in ireland is like the cast offs of the uk so stuff that happens over here would happen in ireland but like five years later yeah, so the bond films have come out but they didn't become a massive thing until like a couple of years into the franchise happening and I think you get exactly the same excitement in Ireland as you would in the UK for it but I think back in like the days of GoldenEye and that it was still a very niche market because things were still very much behind so like when I say five years to get to Ireland it's probably more like 10 years really really back that far so, so no time to die or time to die off the most delayed no time to die will be out in 2031 yeah. or something like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 because like did you you live in the more sort of quiet rural part of Ireland yes and yeah and is that your experience because of that or is yeah, it yeah. in the cities as well in the cities it's probably slightly different but because there's only one city yeah if the people involved in the production of the, the advertisement of those of anything at all weren't promoting it because they were interested you just didn't hear about it because yeah. basically it was one group of people decided what you saw in the cinema yeah. and if they decided bond wasn't going to be the big thing then it wasn't the big wow. thing yeah and then that would trickle out into the rest of the towns but now like when, when me and hannah first met you know things are very different to how we are now so in the last like six years in ireland everything has changed it's become basically very much like britain in how it looks and how people act wow i didn't know that yeah it's very interesting like when we very very first met and we walked down the high street of dublin we couldn't hold hands at all and then literally five years later they voted to bring in uh same-sex marriage and everything changed when they did that they asked the irish public what they wanted and irish public wanted equal rights and then it was like everyone who wanted those equal rights were allowed to actually say they wanted them so it's a bit like what we were saying earlier today when you said about um what you say on what you, what you like on facebook and what you actually like mm-hmm. so it was like that in ireland people wanted to be liberal but they yeah. didn't know they could right. be yeah. and yeah. so when they, when they realized they could be liberal everything changed and people really really embraced it and but, now it's becoming yeah. a, it, it's actually become like like almost like a 
like a label in Ireland that you are like Ireland is a very liberal country now yeah. compared to what it was like literally six years ago when things were well, completely different. And if you haven't got that yet, then because I don't think we said it had no mass and marriage. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot, we've been married so long I actually forgot. Yeah. yeah. So we so we got together in two thousand and nine and then married in two thousand and eighteen. So yeah, in that time things have changed so much. Yeah, they really, really have. And like we've watched that change from like abroad, which is really strange. Mm. Like I was one of the people on the flights that were flying back to Ireland to like vote yes. Like it was it, like people were coming from Australia, mm. they were coming from oh, like, wow. anywhere yeah. like in Spain, people love people went to Spain and that and everyone flew back just so they can vote. Like it was an incredible an incredible time. We happened to be in Dublin at the time, didn't we, when they were doing the campaign for it. Yeah. And and it was so liberating to be the person that couldn't hold Hannah's hand to becoming this like very comfortable, very open, very happy to be myself and, you know, be able to represent like how I actually felt with you in my home country. Because one of the reasons I moved to the UK was because I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't, yeah, be, yeah. I couldn't be the person that they wanted me to be. And the only way to get out of that was to actually leave. And I went to the UK and luckily for me in the UK, it's, wasn't always like a openly advertised thing no. it was definitely a far more liberal country than, than Ireland was and if it wasn't the fact that I moved to Ireland I think my life or sorry to the UK my life would have been completely different than it is now yeah. so I'm so grateful for Wolverhampton of all places I'm so <laughs> grateful that that city exists you don't have to say that just because there are three people sitting around this table <laughs> with you from Wolverhampton yeah, yeah. but that's why I chose Wolverhampton I was like I didn't think chose Wolverhampton because yeah. that's literally what happened I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I'd never even been to Wolverhampton before. I'd never heard anything about it. All I knew was I was going to live there and I was going to, that was going to change my life. And it literally changed my life. It was basically three months because we, we met three months into me being in Wolverhampton. Everything changed, literally everything. And now it's so good to be able to look back on it and see that Ireland is finally catching up because now I can go to Ireland with my wife and actually we, we can be... That's uh, massive. So that, so are you saying that is Because I sometimes think people overestimate social change. Like when people say to me things like, oh, you know, uh, we live in a totally tolerant country where everyone's equal and blah, 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 and I just give them a Paddington-like stare and go, <laughs> yeah, that's that, not strictly true, is it? Yeah. But are you saying that... So, and I get frustrated at the pace of social change, but are you saying that social change, you've seen it happen that quickly? Yeah, yeah. I think that, um, it, I think it's a generational thing as well, because the generation that I was in, um, growing up, like, in school, and, like, when I hear people talk about um, their years growing up, um, it seems to be very, like, clouded with hating being in school and school being a really uncomfortable place to be and people having like really miserable times and like you know a lot a lot of like huge big classrooms full of lots and lots of people and whereas when in Ireland when I was at school I actually really enjoyed my time at school and it wasn't mm. because I liked school because I actually just you know I did like or liked I liked to do my homework I liked to study in that um it was because I was surrounded by a group of people who were very 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 like-minded mm. and I was lucky that the, the generation above me who were the ones that would have been the bullies per se um, they were of a very similar like, um, mind, but they still had some of the, the, the typical things you'd expect from Irish, like yeah. social. I, I, I wonder if part, yeah. what part is, and this is a totally different subject, and we'll, we'll get back to Jane Bond in a second. <laughs> I, I, part, yeah. I, I wonder if that's the European influence mm -hmm. on Ireland, mm -hmm. um, I think so. and, and, and with the UK, like 
fighting so hard even in our lifetime in like the the 90s and the 2000s of like oh europe's trying to control our lives kind yeah. of stuff um where like you, you've had the Ireland's probably had the sort of like the, the liberal sort of um thing from being part of like yeah. a very open yeah um, yeah this is it see the thing about Ireland is if people knew if, if the bigger people who control the world were aware of the, of how influential it could have been in Ireland so basically you've got this tiny island that doesn't really have it has its own culture but it can be influenced by you know huge countries that it's surrounded by so the, the country next to ireland you have england on one side or sorry the uk on one side and you have america on the other side yeah so you you've got they, they, they there was an opportunity here to turn ireland into basically whatever they wanted it to be mm-hmm. so all of the influence that you have in ireland is is not necessarily because of the irish people but of what goes on around them so now right. that social media has become a thing which coincides with times that have gone on so in the last six years social media has become a massive thing as well that's where ireland now gets all its influence from so you're not being influenced from within whereas you used to be the generations that were ahead of me were all influenced by other irish people now you've got the ability to be influenced by anyone and anything in the entire world yeah, yeah. And, and ireland has fully but the, the generation i come from and partly the generation just before me and especially the generation after me are are influenced by so much more than just ireland as a place yeah and they really have embraced that because i think that there was there was always an ability to embrace it but they never knew what to embrace because they were so used to the influence they had from inside so really someone could have you know if 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 social media wanted to ireland could have been a very different place if they had you know been able to influence that's a bond villain plot yeah (laughs) is there a bond villain about ireland a bond book story about ireland oh god you put me on the spot now I'm sure that I'm sure there's something about like the unification of Ireland. Maybe maybe a villain is discussed based on that because I mm. guess that would be something that you could, Exploit as a side note, tension, mention. Yeah. You definitely could to to to, to influence the audience idea mm. of what is good mm. and evil because, like I said, it also depends on what you view that as. You view the UK's involvement as the good guys and Ireland's involvement as bad guys, or do you do you? Do you look at it in the opposite yeah. around? So I guess it depends on which way. When um, when you two got together, did you kind of have a bit of a, a, a I don't know, were you exactly on the same page with things like walking down the street, holding hands and that kind of thing? Or was because Auntie and I kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. Certain places are just instantly like, I just get a, like a spider sense. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm not safe if we do it here. Yes. So let's yes. not do it. Yeah. Um, where sometimes that. David doesn't get that. And so like, there's, there have been times yeah. where, like, yeah. we've he, misaligned. He's, yeah. he's like bristled at me, going no. Um, and I want you to hold my hand, and, you're, <laughs> and you know, I feel yeah. you pull away, and I, I, I respect that and totally yes. understand it. Yes. But, Han, Han what, what do you um, think? That? I think it sort of depends on the type of person that yeah. you are as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So Maz is probably a little bit more like openly affectionate, so yeah. he'll probably more, be more comfortable holding hands and that in the street. Mm. Um, but it's def- definitely the same as Anthony. I think I, I sort of think, oh, what are people going to say? And that's why I'm probably a little bit more reserved. Yeah. And I think because you know that I'm more like that. Um, I think we're... Sort of just, yeah, we're not sort of as openly yeah. affectionate in public. Yeah, but I think that, like you said, I actually respect if Hannah pulls her hand away. I totally respect that because I actually understand how that feels. So, yeah. like, when we first met and we went to Dublin, you tried to hold my hand and it was me that was like, oh, no. Oh, right. You know, and now it's kind of the opposite way around. Like, I'm very much like, I don't care. But also at the same time, I do respect that if you're uncomfortable, 
then yeah. I don't want to... We're more likely to hold hands in that when we're abroad, aren't yes. we, really? Yeah. When we don't know yeah. anyone. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Very, we're very much like that. We're on holidays. We're a lot more open here. And, and I don't really. think I don't think people would really care, would they, around, around here so much? But I think Maybe because not. it's just... I don't know. But I do think that's, again, that's down to culture, isn't it? So yeah. as an Irish person being influenced by the yeah. European culture so much more, I'm way more comfortable in Europe than I am in the UK in terms of showing my affection because I think that um, I've got a more um, like involved understanding that the, that the European countries are more liberal, whereas um, yeah. you are only influenced by the UK's um, perspective and although the UK is in incredibly liberal, there are still pockets of places. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. That yeah. And there is, like, there is like a growing pushback there definitely on our is rights now. in the UK. Yeah, there definitely is now. Like um, Birmingham, for example, like we used to walk to work together. Mm. And I would love to have held your hand walking to work every morning, but there is absolutely no chance in hell we'd have done it. Because yeah. even in Birmingham, when we used to kiss each other goodbye we would look around before we did that we and got, that's in a country like, oh we, country we do that we, we do that every yeah. time yeah. we got a, yeah. we got um um some abuse phone messages in the gay village of all places in birmingham yeah. someone driving past we did report to the police and they did yeah. deal with it which is really really good oh they actually um, dealt with yeah, it yeah they did deal with it like because yeah, yeah, yeah. i took a really well, it yeah. happened so many times that like you know how to act now so i knew to turn around take a photo of the registration unfortunately they got stuck in traffic so and then oh, report it and then the police did actually go to their um and they did say, oh, somebody, it was somebody using our van. Yeah. Um, but that someone, a visit was made. And so, the like, police asked us yeah, actually yeah. what we wanted to do, wow. whether we wanted to press charges yeah. or whether we wanted to meet them face to face yeah. ourselves, which I was half tempted to do. Yeah. And I think I would in future actually yeah. do that. Yeah. I think I, that's the reason. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so, but, uh, and then there's a, a case a few weeks ago in Birmingham where someone got um, mm. beaten up. Um, that was crazy. Uh, hate crime. So it does, like, like I say, it does. I do think it is. You, you still have to be really careful. Yeah, especially now, because I actually think you're right. I think maybe like a year or two ago, um, we were starting to get a lot more confident, weren't we? And then the that, pandemic so was, Yeah, like, that confidence is definitely dwindled. Yeah, it feels like yeah. we were really, really stuck because we, we were actually. Uh, I mean, it's not so much for me because I was kind of already there, but you were actually starting to get into the mind frame of like, well, I don't actually don't care anymore. What other, other people think, but then yeah, that I, confidence is really I, I, not. I think that yeah. uh, to go back to the B word again, I think for things like Brexit has, has allowed certain people to think, well, like our views are, are accepted now mm -hmm. about this subject, mm -hmm. so that means they're also accepted about racism mm -hmm. and, um, and also homophobia and transphobia. Yeah, so it's given people a bit of a um. Like it's both and a license, like, like Trump. yes, yeah, it's given them a, a license. license not to, to kill, but a license to, yeah, <laughs> not like not, a, not a fun kind, not that killing is fun, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I do think that's 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 again interesting because of what we said earlier about like, so I might laugh at a joke, but I would never openly laugh at that joke because it could be, yeah, just being yeah. rude. And I think that that was being slowly but surely like squashed down, like people were realizing you can't you can't be that person because. You're gonna you're gonna influence other people's lives in a negative way, yeah. and then I think Brexit and then the pandemic has actually made people just really angry. So mm. now they mm. can't hold that back mm. anymore. Yeah, They're yeah. starting to just think, you know what? Like in the same way that we were like, I don't care what people think of us when we yeah. walk down the street. Now people are like, I don't care if you don't like my opinion, yeah. because I'm able to express it now, and I have yeah. Yeah. you know expressed it, and I think that's that's changed a lot. I think. Yeah. Before we go and watch Casino Royale for the 
first time for first you, time. Hank. First um, time field ever. When, when you walked in today, you did say, so what, what is James Bond? Is he a secret <laughs> agent? So that's kind of the level, that's where we're starting from, yeah, from a fairly, which, yeah. which is so exciting for me <laughs> because I love to watch a film that, uh, that I love and, um, and through kind of other people's eyes almost. So what sort of associations do you have with James Bond, positive, negative, just for kind of wider yeah. culture? When you hear that, what do you think? So I just think it's like a, a guy's film, yeah. you know, secret agents, guns, all that type of thing. I think it's the stereotypical guy's film. So um, I think perhaps that's maybe that's one of the reasons that I've never really thought about watching it or even... Yeah, you know, I, I totally yeah. get that because you, you, you're right. And there was even a period in my life where I thought it's not for a gay man like me because <laughs> it's about a man who goes around the world and Sleep sleeps with, yeah. sleeping with loads of women, yeah. that kind of thing. But I know that, well, I th I, Maz, I don't think you're accurately representing your Bond um, like fandom here. Because no, I haven't really. When you that. walked in, you mentioned the gun that Piers yeah. Brosnan used, and I ran upstairs and got one that I, a toy gun that I've got, and it turns out it's exactly the same. Uh, yeah. So we share similar passions. I'm really excited, because I haven't held that gun. In... you go. You can hold the Wolf of P99 replica. I haven't held this in, what, 20 years? Maybe more. Yeah, years? Gold Knives 20, although I don't know when it came out in Ireland. But Gold Knives, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that adds up. Gold Knives yeah. 26 years ago. Mm, but that gun, actually, that gun's not until Tomorrow Never Dies, so 24 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's right. And the best thing is, is, is that Maz is the only one who could probably do some. Like, oh, Maz is. You're, you're, you're a crack shot. shot. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like to have take it apart and then re put it back together for you if you'd like. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Maz was in the army, so she knows how to shoot. Yeah, on a side note. But um, what I was saying when I first came in was this gun is basically um, what represents what Bond was for me. And it was how empowered I felt when I wanted that toy so much and yeah. I eventually managed to buy it. It was such an incredible moment. And by then it was actually, you know, like totally like everyone had lost the sort of original excitement to it because it was an old gun by the time I bought yeah. it. Um and it represented what was me pushing back who I actually was as well. Mm. So it wasn't just about wanting the toy because it was cool, it was about not being able to have the toy, not because obviously it was because at the time it was very I can't remember, it was in Ireland still had pounds and it was seven pounds, which is quite expensive for a mm. toy. Um, and it was about seeing what represented what I wanted to be yeah, and who yeah. I wanted to be and stopping myself from representing that because I knew I wasn't supposed to represent Because girls shouldn't play with guns. No. Girls shouldn't play with guns, shouldn't like Bond films, they shouldn't want to be, you can't, you shouldn't want to be James Bond, good God. Like I, I used to play, what we used to call me and my friend, we used to call it the night game. And we put sunglasses on during the day and pretend it was nighttime. We were oh. spies. We'd run around pretending we were, you know, saving the world. And I would wear like what I tried the closest thing I could find to like a boy clothing to be this like spy. But it was only it was never something that I talked about doing. It was, you know, a little bit like a not like a secret, but it was certainly something I wouldn't have told my other friends I did because it's you're just not supposed to as a girl. You're meant to play skipping and you're meant to like hang around and talk about boys. Whereas, yeah, I wanted to find the boys and talk about James Bond. Yeah. But I, I, I felt like without having any influence from like my family or mm. my, my 
my friends or anything, me, myself, if, if I have no idea where it came from, but me, myself, told myself, you shouldn't play with guns, you shouldn't like James Bond. So I literally, from, from that point onwards, as I was getting a little bit older, because that was when I was 10 or 11, um, and when things were starting to be more influenced by the people around me, mm. I was learning very quickly that I couldn't be a James Bond fan. And so that gun represented what I wanted to mm. grab hold of. Oh <laughs> and my I God. Never, ever got hold, I, never, no. I never got hold of it. I never got to do that. Never you're you're going to so one. love these films. I, yeah. I know. Because yeah. they're about past trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> we're excavating. Yeah, exactly what <laughs> I, I, wondered, I wondered if there'd be like a, um, a thing with like Pierce Brosnan as well. Mm. Um, and the fact that Goldeneye, like obviously the song is. Uh, written by two people from U2. Mm. So like, if there would be this Irish pride around that, and I that would make it a bit more acceptable yeah, for Yeah, I can only imagine that that's why it became a thing that was... Because when I was 10 or 11, I wouldn't have had any exposure to what those films would have been. So I, I don't know where I heard about Goldeneye the first time. I don't know where I heard yeah. about uh, James Bond the first time ever. I don't I have no idea. Other than stuff that would have been going on in the background with my dad when I walk into the living room or whatever. But something about that film was far more advertised than James Bond than ever been because before. And it, Irish, it may have yeah. been the Irish influence and the fact that that's how it trickled in. So there was there was they just ticked the right boxes at the time and that's how it ended up becoming a theme in Ireland. And I just got lucky that I happened to be of an age where I could understand that. Um, but I was also at an age where I could understand I wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. So by the time I had actually really got interested in James Bond, I went into secondary school. And in secondary school, girls only wear skirts, they're not yeah. wear trousers. And that's when I started to become a lot more girly. Because before I used to wear trousers and I used to wear like, you yeah. know, boys' t-shirts or whatever. Um, and then I realized I was going to have to start doing my hair and I was going to have to start thinking about like what, you know, shoes I was wearing and, and those kind of things. Whereas before I never had that. So James Bond came in an interesting time for me mm. because it was like I needed to pick a side. Yeah. Like I picked the other side. I didn't pick the Bond side. So that was when I not only, you know, became very interested in James Bond, but also when I let it go. So I, I only had it for a short period of time. But it, it, it stayed in there as a reminder of what I wanted. I'm finding this so upsetting. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> no, no, it's... things to survive. Yeah, they, they do, and, they do. And not do. be bullied. Yeah, and not yeah, be, yeah, yeah. So I used to have this, I made I made my own secret agent card when I was like a little bit younger. And it was like, it was a piece of paper that I made and I sellotaped it up to keep it from like getting wrecked. And I made it, and I, I had like 007 written on it. And I had like my name as like you know the agent part, yeah. and I actually had like I had a purse, <laughs> and I, I didn't I didn't have any money in it, but I kept this in my purse, and it had I had like a thing where it, it also told it had on the card it, it said what gun I had as, as an agent, and and I, but and is I that good? well I spelled because I, I I wasn't like the I wasn't necessarily Wolf is quite hard to spell I think yeah well I I wasn't necessarily the brightest I spelled gun incorrectly oh. I spelled it with an O. And yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's think back how, how I how I didn't know how to spell gun, but anyway, I'm pretty sure I was like twenty five. <laughs> that was still when I was about ten. Um and I kept it in my purse and I had it in my purse for about two years because I never took it out. Um, and one day, I can't remember who it was, but someone someone picked up my purse and they were messing around and they found it in my purse. I got so slagged oh, for it. No, really? Yeah, because I, I'd obviously had this like secret agent thing and it was so, so ridiculous. And by then it was really tatty. And I was like, oh, I don't even know why that's still in there. And then they obviously realized I spelled gun incorrectly. So I got slagged for that. And I put it straight <laughs> in the bin. And I, I'm like, oh. I made that myself. My own little secret agent like identity card. 
And I'd like, I'd that is like the cutest thing I think I've ever heard. But that was it then. That was when the James Bond side, the secret agent side died. <laughs> when your that cover was, was blown. That, yeah, that was gone. I was done. I was like, this is it now. Yeah, my cover was blown. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see how, as someone who's never even seen a Bond film, Hannah kind of sees this film. Yeah. Because I, I always, I'm, I'm not going to talk about the plot or anything, and we will go and watch it in a minute, but it's like, I always think that secret agents lend themselves to, I think queer people can kind of relate to them because they're always, it's always about identity and shifting and we don't know who we are and we can't be who we want to be and all that sort of thing. You have this like innate ability to be very secretive and never, like you said, blow your cover. Have you seen any other like spy films like Mission Impossible or anything like that? No, no, no. So it's not really, it's not usually the genre of films that I would ever choose to watch. I think you watched one of the Bourne films. I think oh, we did. Anthony hates Bourne the Bourne film. <laughs> yeah, I think you watched one Bourne film. I like it. Some of them. They can be quite a, the Bourne films, if you, yeah, they can be quite a dry experience yeah, compared like, with Bourne. That's why we only watch one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure like you've watched them like action movies. Like Bond is like yeah. fun action with like a dose of comedy mm. thrown in there. Yeah. 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 I'm just really intrigued, you know, on what I'm going to think after having watched the film, you know, I could end up being a, a super fan, you know, it's just exciting. That's why I didn't Google anything before, yeah. um, knowing that we were going to come here. You might decide it's the most misogynistic, you know, <laughs> uh, racist, hateful. That I doubt, I doubt you're going to have that. I doubt you're going to have that. But then you can watch them all in alphabetical order like you do with your Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, actually, yeah. I'm actually excited to see what you, you like to put yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because I want to see what you think then of the old ones because it was like yeah. that with um with Sorrows. I had to keep reminding him that the because we watched him in, in, in the the order that tells the story best. Yeah. Um you were going from a film that was like really well produced to a film that was really like for its time well produced yeah, yeah. Really yeah the special and, effects yeah. are dated yeah. and you have to keep, i have to keep reminding you that don't forget this is a very yeah, very, very context i don't yeah. i don't think you have to do that at casino royale it still looks pretty very modern, modern. apart from very... the mobile phones you'll go oh my god who used because there was no smartphones no smartphones yeah. in 2006 so they're, they're all sony ericsson really they're starting cool, they're starting to sort of it's yeah. almost like the bond films imagined what a smartphone would be mm-hmm. yeah so a bit like you know star trek like created the iPad. Yeah. It feels like Bond created like all a little bit, yeah. yeah. I think, isn't that one of the reasons they've delayed the release of this film as well? Because the technology Apparently they've had to digitally so replace the phones in no time yeah. to I don't know if that's true, but yeah. It's supposed to be well. um, modern and new they normally phones. have Sony yeah. Ericsson phones Silly, and they'd be, they'd be quite old, wouldn't they? Oh, I just, yeah. Right, let's go and watch Casino Royale. What we're going to do is we're going to watch it in probably three parts. That's the plan. Yeah. So we'll pause when Bond takes a drink, not every drink, because we want to survive the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, because Bond does pack it away, yeah. especially in these movies. So we'll uh, we'll pause uh, at a couple of points and see how we're getting on. We've paused just before Bond orders a Mountain Gain soda, which we're about to have as well. So I'll go and make us some drinks in a minute, but... So we've watched the first, like, 35 minutes, minutes of Casino Royale. Yeah. My favourite quote so far is when the guy says, do you believe in God? And he says, no, I believe in... A reasonable a reason return. return. I love that quote. That is brilliant. <laughs> and so true to life, I think, in general. <laughs> and then I loved when M's character is introduced as, like, this really important 
really bulgy woman stomping through this like really cabinet office. Oh, yeah, cabinet yeah. Office. yeah, and like just you know just shouting her mouth off about Bond and being really really annoyed. Um, and then I also love that it takes a long long time before you hear him speak. He's like this really silent character right up until yeah. that bit. You don't hear him talk at all until it gets to that one scene when you've heard lots of other characters talk. And I also liked the fact that you know when he's doing it, when the when the bad guy quote unquote is is in the poker game. I like how when they made this film, they deliberately I think chosen to have to try and be like more open and liberal. They've chosen to have a man and a woman at that poker table. It's yeah, not just a table yeah, full yeah, of yeah. men. And I think they've probably done that on purpose. But also, I loved about that scene as well. Is, again, I think they've probably done that on purpose. Is they made the females character come across as very intelligent and very bright and very much like this idiot in the corner and the male character was the bit of a dope yeah and i, I really liked that they did that and i think they've done that i've like, never really thought about that actually yeah. but you're right he's subtly in those little touches because she's a non-speaking she's actually yeah. uh a, quite a famous actress but the, it's in chinese cinema yeah but she's yeah for a non-speaking role it's actually quite yeah, prominent she plays a really it? prominent part yeah. in that one little scene and later when we get to another poker game it, it's again like sort of multicultural entertainment as well yeah it's not just yeah. men playing poker yeah which cool. yeah which is like quite unusual I think. what did you think about the first action sequence that, that amazing it. free running loved bit. it exhausting that's yeah that's <laughs> the scene intense. that obviously I, that's really iconic for me that's the scene that i remember the most out of that film. you've seen this film once is just that once, right yeah. yeah but that's the scene that i remember the most and the one that i was like I wished that there that I could do it, and at that time, actually, yeah. I googled, and it's you can actually learn to do that. That, 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 guy, that guy invented it. Yeah, he, no he invented free running. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. Sebastian Foucault, I think that's yeah, he did all of that himself, didn't and he, he choreographed the uh, the action sequence. No way. Yeah. So the the person who invented parkour is him. No with, way. With another guy. Which oh is the first God. time yeah. that parkour was really in the I think big so, Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the first time anyone had ever really seen that on a you know in a mainstream movie. Would it be in like special effects and stuff? What I really liked about it as well was when you watched Bond um, make his decisions that he made, like this protect decision he made. You could tell that, like, I didn't, I don't know if it's necessary because I don't, re I don't remember much from the other films. Because I don't know if he does that in all like, Bond's characters in all his films, but in in this particular one, I loved how you some of the scenes you get to watch him make his decisions. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I do you know what I for the first time ever because we have watched this so many times, but the first time ever that hit me like. Actually, do you know what? Like, I know she keeps calling her blunt instrument, but it's really intelligent to yeah, actually, like, yeah. put it second go. I need to yeah, blow up that canister kind of now. So I need to shoot that so I, like, rise up in the sky. But then he, like, he also, really yeah, and I keep, but he, he also um, stays true to M's um, interpretation of him because, like, the scene where the guy, like, parkours through the gap and he just bursts through, through the, the wall. Yeah. And, like, you can see, what I liked as well is some of the scenes where he fell on the floor or, like, he hit something. He, he, he hurt. Yeah, he, he acted like he, he was hurt. Which I think is really good as well because that scene didn't have to have those little extra bits. But yeah. I don't know whether that's because Bond was coming into like a new era at that I think, stage. I think that sequence is so brilliant. I think all the action sequences in this film work so well because they are character pieces. Yeah. And it is actually establishing because originally the film didn't begin. You know the bit where he gets the two kills. Yeah. That's not how the film started. It just started cold. Right. With that opening sequence as the pre the the, the uh what race around the construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in a sense they were trying to just do the introduce the character of Bond yeah. just with his movements. But I yeah. think so, I think that scene is so much better because yeah. one it shows you him really being really brutal great. Yeah, that I, oh, I love yeah. that. And and also yeah. it shows you Bond being really clever in the yeah. fact that like he um 
got the the guy's bullets, mm-hmm. and so he couldn't shoot him. And yeah. then then it shows that like actually he's fine with what he's about mm-hmm. to do. And yeah. I, thought, I think that's really brilliant. I think that's important. I'm too. almost nervous to ask Han how she's <laughs> kind of taking the first thirty five minutes of her first ever Bond film. I know. Well, it's gone so quickly. I feel like I'm watching it very and i do tend to do this with films i watch things very literally so i don't really see sometimes like behind what's going on but it was it's been brilliant it's just it's 36 minutes it's just gone so quickly and mm. um, yeah. I, I know one thing that all of us four like to do is travel and the one thing that i love mm. about the one film is they are travel logs yeah. and i think this one yeah. particularly for the first 35 minutes jumps around we, we've been, like been in london we've been in uganda we've been in some madagascar, madagascar uh, and prague and uh, the cricket club yeah. somewhere, which is where it, it's not obvious yeah. in the film, but yeah, it's and and that yeah. and like the scene when like you he lands in Bahamas, it just makes you go like, oh, I wish I was. I in wish Bahamas. I was yeah. right there. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I thought when he landed, actually, funnily enough, was I wonder where his gun is <laughs> because he, he's wearing that really nice suit. <laughs> I was just wondering, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, I just wanted, yeah, like, like I know what you mean. That was like when I saw the beats and that, that's kind of what I thought was the first thing I thought too. But then when he land, when that plane landed, my brain instantly went was you know, well, security would have let him go. So where the hell's his gun? I <laughs> he hasn't got luggage. Where's his gun? <laughs> I'm interested what Hannah thinks of like. Because this is your, I, I actually can't believe this. this is like so exciting. This is your first ever Bond experience of any description. And that is so, what do you make well, of him as a character? Because he ca- he's not a nice person necessarily, but and that's partly why I think I like him so much. Um, it feels like it's less is more, doesn't it, with him? I think. Um, but there's also a little bit of a a smugness about him yeah, you know yeah. um, and a little bit of an arrogance but i think oh, as a yeah. as an as an agent i suppose you have to be that way and, and without yeah. giving anything away the character develops a lot as the film carries on so um, yeah. even though it's a big reboot of bond i think it still feels so much like bond you've got going around the um, the place you've got the cars already you've got um the tech with him like doing the hacking even yeah. that even with the and even that would have been like look like witchcraft back in the yes. day with his gps on his little phone yeah i know and driving yeah. to the ocean club that yeah. would be amazing and then you've got the the villain with the like the bond villains normally have something that sets them apart and him crying blood yes he's very yeah. like sci-fi bond villain yeah so, like is. that's so i just think it's so sort of um instantly feels like James Bond, even yeah. though they were trying to do something new. Yeah, it? yeah. I think it's, what I thought was interesting as well was how um, a little bit like with um, Star Wars, the new episodes try and do like a homage to the yeah. old episodes, don't they? And I feel like the very beginning of oh, yeah, this film was like, battle, yeah, yeah, it was very much a homage. And, to and, and also very much him coming out of the water. Yes. He's very much like Ursula Andress coming yeah. out of the water in Doctor No as well. Yeah. So like that is just... Um, it's just like, but, but sort of modernised yes. um, for yeah. like the 20th, 21st century, which uh, this one obviously came out. So yeah. um, we all, it is a complex plot. We all sort of get what's going on yeah. at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. Like investigating this sort of international terrorism funding and then Bond kills the only lead that we've got right yeah. now. But like he's got the, the dudes like 3210. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're thinking, God, I used to have that phone. Yeah. yeah. I think what's interesting about that whole thing as well is without anybody saying it, because obviously M was, you know, really mad and complaining that he killed their one 
everyone lead or whatever but without even having to say it, you already know the bond knows there's more, more to this to, yeah so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a, a um bit of a, a kick to um because yeah. it's a bit like well haha i know more him. than you yeah 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 but like, like trust him because like he's on to something yeah he's he's not letting he's not letting it go but i mean even like how he like broke into her apartment that's just another display of his arrogance yeah it? um but i did think it was really cool that that um that they've subtly let the audience know that there's a bigger picture here that m hasn't quite yeah. seen but she knows is going on but what i also thought was interesting and i don't know if it's obvious either is that how each scene like or each country that you're you're put into or each character as they get introduced um how you interpret whether someone's good or evil in each one of the oh yeah, yeah yeah so mm. thank you um so like the scene where um it's the the freedom fighter guy that's yeah. giving the bad guy all the money um, the only way that you interpret that he's evil because his character doesn't come across as evil mm. anyway because he you know he seems to be really kind to that yeah. little kid the only, the only way Admittedly you know he's giving the kids all those rifles you know what I'd never probably because I'm sitting right near the telly yeah. I'd never noticed just at the edge of the frame how young that child yeah. is in the bottom left corner <laughs> they are like six this is it, with an yeah. AK-47 so, no, so. Although he doesn't, yeah exactly so although he doesn't actually you don't actually have any indication that he's like a bad guy they've let you know he's a bad guy because he has child soldiers yeah, yeah. so you instantly know there's a difference between this this you know the the, the perceived bad guy yeah. and the crowd he finds himself in because they've set him into a scene where you know the other person in the scene is a bad guy yeah so nothing's happened to indicate that other than what you interpret as the rest of the scene being the kids who are child soldiers we um um i don't know if we have told you about this before but we went to do um, secret cinema um where it's like sort of like an event theater event and then you watch the film and it was to this it was this film um so there's so many scenes in the film that we walked through in wow. like live things uh, well, well we'll we'll talk about them as we go through so we we don't spoil other ones but the scene where the people where the mongoose and the cobra are fighting, oh yeah we, yeah. we walked through That's there like, and yeah, then we had like street wow. food as if we were oh, like wow. there and stuff it was, yeah. it was in this big warehouse and like you live the film like in three dimensions yeah. and then you go and watch the film yeah with like theater effects going on but like we so we walked through that um that mongoose fight and like there were actors like betting on it it was really wow. cool yeah. what did you make of the beach scene um well other than the fact that i cracked that joke about the woman stealing the horse <laughs> it's a very serious scene because that's that's how you um that's how we we established um bonds like other side which is like the handsome dapper guy who's like mm. you know managed to charm this lady with just one look um yeah. but what i also thought was um again i i'm not i'm not attracted to him in 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 a physical sense um but i i did think that that whole scene of him coming out of the water and quite a lot of his body language i found was quite like almost camp i thought like yeah. the dance that he took yeah. and the way that he looked very at the posing woman, posture, yeah and yeah. like um uh, like the, sh- this, this, the silhouette of his body shape was well, very do you know fluid. What? I wonder if that's mm. because of like we know now. Um, that's the that, and I think perhaps created a little bit by that. That's become like their ideal body shape that yeah. a lot of gay men strive for. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like remember, remember, you won't know this, Hannah, because you've never seen Bond before. But like <laughs> yeah. Bond was just a thin, fairly thin man 
wasn't particularly built. Yeah. Um, he was mostly as, as early Connery, but yeah, not as but, conspicuous. But, but all the other yeah, ones, yeah, really, have yeah, just been yeah, totally. like an everyman. Yeah. And now you get this one, who's a Hulk. Yeah. Like, it's totally... Yeah. And Hannah also wouldn't know this, but that's actually the first Bond film has a beautiful woman walking oh, we, out. We this... Oh, yeah, it. sorry. I was, I was downstairs making yeah, the drinks. There we guess, go. Yeah, it was called back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Should, we, that. should we have the drinks and carry yeah. on? This yeah. is, so this is Mount Gay and Soda, which is exactly what Bond is about to order at the bar. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So Mount Gay is run made in Barbados, which is oh, not right. far from where they're supposed to be at the moment. Um, and um, I think so the other interesting thing is about that scene. If you played that scene, it's like if I was the woman on the beach um, and that man was looking at me like that, I'd, my gay guy would have been like, gay. Like, yeah, 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 that's yeah. what I would have thought. Like, so if you show me that film completely out of context. Do you think that's uh, because especially 15 that years has elapsed? Yeah. And because... I don't know because that has become, as Anthony said, like the I like the the gay body type. I don't yeah. know. I, I wonder if it is. Has it become yeah. more mainstream? You could totally read it as if like a husband's also checking body. Mm. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I he's thought, jealous of how true. handsome this guy is, and actually well, he's like again. He, he clearly wants to sleep with my wife, but I want to sleep with him. So yeah. it's, it's like a bit of a, yeah, I can see what you mean, actually. Maybe he can sleep with my wife and I can, and I can watch. Yeah. There, there is a long history of Bond villains having like beard girlfriends. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what you think of this yeah. one, really. <laughs> and, and what I also thought was interesting as well was, um, like I mentioned, that woman who I think was obviously deliberately chosen to be on that poker table to promote like yeah. liberal views. Yeah, yeah. But there's also a, a much bigger picture of like you know, like the whole like purple pound thing where oh, yeah. they're selling it to be kind of like um, like towards like a gay industry as well. Like they have yeah. to, they have yeah. is it pink? Yeah. They have to keep they have to keep everybody interested, and that's a really interesting way to get a whole other side of 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 like advertising into a film by yeah. making this silhouette of this very handsome fluid looking kind of guy as well. I wonder David has those shorts as well. I do actually own a pair oh, of those. Oh, why are you not? I've only... Um, matches eyes, don't they? Yeah. Like that. I noticed, and I think they actually, if I remember correctly, they reshot the sequence, which I love, where he's just going through the CCTV and going, mm. you know, they reshot that at the end of the film to accentuate how blue his eyes are, wow. to try and make a virtue of that, because he's ne yeah. Bond has never had blue eyes before, he doesn't have blue Gosh. eyes in the books. Oh. And it was almost like, Sticking fingers mm. up at the people, naysayers, going, yeah. Bond can't be blonde and blue eyed. Yeah, yeah like, that's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like this was, this film was so poorly received. There's a there's a really great documentary on the minute on Apple TV. It's free. You can download it about him being James Bond. But the the media, particularly the British media, was so like Bond can't be blonde. Like and that it was almost like they were emasculating him, yeah, saying yeah. that like. Bond can't be blue-eyed and um, blonde-haired. Like, that's too feminine. Wow. And then, mm. and then he comes mm. out of the water looking like that. Uh, yeah, 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 that's so true. I also loved that little extra little detail of when he was going through the discs and he did it so methodically. I really enjoyed that. Every, I don't know, what was every, that? I yeah. so, so every movement is, like, so precise, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, everything the bit that, Just going back to something you just said about you can see his thoughts yeah. because he was caught out by a CCTV camera, which he moved, which he went past. Well, then you see, I've never noticed he that then, before. I didn't either. And yeah. how many times, I mean, we've got the flipping yeah. poster for this film right behind you, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but, but you know, we've seen this film so many times. I thought I knew every line. And for some reason I'd never made the CCTV yeah. camera connection. I don't know. I why. think uh, what we were saying while you were downstairs, like I think his intelligence comes across yeah. a lot and that, that um, instantly, I know we haven't seen it all yet. I know we know what's coming, but instantly, I think you, um, Maz was saying it. You, you're, 
you know that M's wrong, like straight away. Yes. You know that M's wrong about him. But at the same time, as someone who both, you know, we manage people. We manage people. <laughs> you know, You'd be so angry if someone I'm, did that. I'm putting myself in M's position more nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Like thinking, Anything that we do, it's never going to be like so much. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, whatever else happens at work, I usually don't have to deal <laughs> with the person shooting an M's, you know. But like, um, yeah, people but, see why she's yeah. angry. Yeah, oh, yeah, you, totally, you, you yeah. just know that actually, you know what, he's onto something, you need to trust yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Which she does. Yeah. And that's the thing. And uh, the last last thing, because we really do need to carry on, but the last thing, I love how her computer flips up by the bed. <laughs> I know, right? And she's like such a workaholic. Oh, it's just there. Yeah. I, I, the characterization in this film is so good. Right, let's start on the Mount Gain Soda and see what happens next. Well, three of us know what happens next. But this is the fun part. <laughs> I'm resisting the urge to keep turning around and looking at Hannah. <laughs> for reaction, I am not. Like a blank express. <laughs> also, this week is delicious. Is it good? Yeah, we. Um, yeah, it's a really, really nice rum. I'm not mm. like an expert in rum or whatever, but that's one of our favourites. So Bond, so. Bond chooses the right rum, <laughs> and it's called Gay as well. So there's there's a bonus. <laughs> I'm going to get on the martinis because Bond has just given his famous and very exacting drink order to the barman. So I'm going to do the whole um, vermouth. I don't know how you remembered the order. Yeah, oh, I, I can do this on autopilot. Sorry. <laughs> so this is the this is the closest thing you can get to the ingredient Bond mentions as the vermouth. So that's the closest, apparently. So that's sacred English amber, and then we've got vodka, and then we've got... I'll make the number three junior. Yeah. And so you just leave. We have actually got Gordon's, haven't we? Oh, no, let's do the Gordon's. We have actually got got Gordon's. The big dilemma is shaking and stirring it. How how kind of feeling the effects are on you? Because if I shake it, it will be less alcoholic. Oh, right. Um, but if I stir it, like Bond has it, but if I stir it, it will. We need taste... to have it like Bond, so we need to have it shaken. Um, do we have to? It doesn't taste as good. We'll have it stirred then, if you want to. Should we roast? Shaken or stirred? Go on, should we have one shaken? Let's have a proper shake. Let's do one yeah. shaken. Let's do one shaken. However. No, let's do, let's do. It's basically because of the, the ice. Basically, yeah. makes it a bit. I won't shake it too much because the ingredients are mostly in the fridge and the freezer. So, so we're now, by this point in the film, we're now at the scene where we are, lost yeah. uh, the first lot of money in the poker game. No, he hasn't lost it. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's lost a bit of money. Lost a bit of money in the game. I feel like he's done that on purpose. Is he doing that? That's like an ulterior. He's feeling very cocky. He's trying to get. I think he's trying to get the measure of. uh, Yeah, I feel like a false sense of security. Yeah, it's all part of of his of his game plan to make the guy feel confident or something. There were so many points where I almost wanted to stop it. Um, But after all these, like, we had that amazing sequence in Miami Airport. Yeah. Great. And I thought I'd forgotten myself that like the key code is ellipsis. Yeah. Which then you the also get the call back yeah. to like you then you I then for the first time recognise that that's where Bond gets the idea for his password as well. Because he's spelling out the name with the numbers too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so right. the ellipsis yeah. thing yeah. again, don't, which don't, I think's really yeah. cool. Um but in and then obviously you've got the really iconic scene with him meeting Vesper for the first time. That was a great scene. Yeah. And then the scene where they both do their dress-up stuff to, yeah. to each other. Fantastic. That was brilliant. Um, 
I think what the chemistry of those two are really good as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was like the scene that was the audition scene, wasn't it? That yeah, scene yeah. With the, 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 yeah. I'm the money on the train. Yeah. What do, you, what do you make of the character of... Um, I'm looking at Hannah in particular. Um, but what's the... Uh, what do you make of the character of, of Vesper herself? Our cat's name, so of course. <laughs> so you don't have to like it. <laughs> she's she's like a strong independent woman isn't she you know she's not going to be told what yeah. to do that's the vibe that i'm getting she's got that like i don't need no man i quite like the fact that she's thinking that this the government is being so reckless like yeah. what how how dare the government waste taxpayers money on a poker game with terrorists yeah just on, seems... on, and yeah on this guy this this like this like, oh, why don't they just go and like guy. arrest him and kidnap him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why don't they just storm it and yeah. like arrest him? Yeah. Yeah. They want to have leverage over him. I don't they, want him to be, they want him to be like so desperate because he has no money yeah. that he'll start spilling secrets. Yeah, but he's like more scared of his. Because he's like obviously by this point we know that he's in debt to all these like yeah. warlords yeah. and terrorists. So um, they they want to be able to. Say, oh, we'll keep you safe from those people yeah. if you tell us everything you know about yeah. like all this stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think um, other than the train scene, which was incredibly iconic, which I actually think I want to watch again and again because it was so good. Yeah, the dialogue's um, so good, isn't it? I think there's been a lot. Other than the scene where they try to go up the plane, I think there's a lot of like maybe filler that's going on in the minute. Yeah, the minute, just like establishing characters. So yeah, yeah, because you are yeah, like, oh, slowed down now. Yeah, they, it they, kind of calms, calms yeah. a little. You don't really at this point. You don't they've introduced those two other really important male characters, but like you don't really like know who they are yet. Um, yeah. All I will say is, and I, I'm really, really conscious that I'm just not seen it, but all I'll say, everything kind of pays off that's happening at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it all makes sense in the end. Yeah. But you don't really go anywhere, like, the rest of it is now just, like, mainly yeah. at the poker table. Oh, brilliant. Well. I think Vesper as well, um, she's equal, if not ahead of Bond, isn't she? Like, the subtle yeah. scene with the um, dinner suit jacket, you know, yeah. she'd already got that sorted before Bond even... even I sized you up the moment we met. <laughs> yeah. And the, um, the whole thing about, like... Her still not following these orders, she came in to distract him, not the other way around. So, yeah, yeah. Like, showing quite a playful side of her, like, yeah. not just um, that, not that she's just this cold hearted yeah. bitch that like yeah. she came across. So, her. she's the same person who thinks that the government are wasting their money, but she's also the same person that's like actively trying to distract him. Yeah, so she's she's playing into the wasting the money thing, and she's just talking about so she's... Ultimately, she's got the decision whether she gives him more money, yeah. like, to him that, yeah. Uh, She's willing to risk the government's money just to annoy him. Yeah. <laughs> Both shaken and stirred, just yeah. to be really. I'm um, just. Um, I'm like. I know you've done a piece on this already on the thing on the. Yeah, yeah. Blog, but I'm surprised by quite how um, gay it is. Yeah. Like that scene where. I need you looking fabulous. And the, like, that, yeah. that word always jumps yeah. out of me. And the scene when he stabs. The um, yeah. the woman's um, husband yeah. in the body um, the body exposition thing because yeah. that's almost like people walking past would think they were having an embrace yeah, or yeah. hugging each other but it's stabbing him and yeah. like um, 
I think that was um, I think that was really special. Yeah, I think so. I think um, then you so said was... about the the situation they've got between bad guy and the good guy's eyes. Yeah. And like they've made they've gone out of their way to make that an obvious theme that they want you to think about because they've just zoomed in on just their eyes. Yeah. It's quite intimate, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. you can see I don't know if it's part of his job as well, but how he's having to be so sort of like that woman's dead in a really yeah. graphic, horrible yeah. way. And it's almost like uh, well I didn't care about her anyway kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's so true actually, yeah. Um I like the way as well, like that scene with the eyes is totally from Bond's perspective. Because at no point mm. does Bond have a tell. It's only the bad guy tell that's yeah. that's his tell that you see. So I think that's quite interesting as well. So you're seeing it like from if you're if you're inside Bond's mind, you're kind of getting a glimpse of what he is probably going through his head right now. Yeah. Which was at that point the eye thing, and then the next point the fact that he's going was actually looking at that lady's butt. Yeah. And the and the thing that you said as well, like I noticed because you had mentioned it already on the early poker game. The poker game is really equitable again yeah. with women and the different races. The same lady from earlier. I did, yeah. yeah. She had a little she, bit of a She's actually movie. in an earlier Bond film. Oh, oh yeah. We've seen her recently yeah, in Chang-Chi. Aquafina's grandmother. She's oh, also right. briefly yeah. in uh, You Only Twice. So, yeah. yeah, a lot, decades before. I like how, like, because now she's, or even before, she's playing on like a private bloody yacht. But now she's playing <laughs> in a casino. She's all like decked to the nines and mm, looks yeah. really grand. And they've never explained her character. They never explained like how she got there. How is she on this? I would love her to be yeah, the little like backstory like that she's like a terrorist as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you get the feeling that it's mostly ne'er do wells. Yeah, because that, yeah. The, that man, yeah. that man who's in the, he, he reminds me of it. I think it's supposed to like draw reference to previous Bond villains because that man looks like Mr. Big. Yeah, like, Big, and, yeah. And, the, and the other guy um, could be like one of the sort of Japanese uh, well, Bond Some people villains. think, you know, wind your mind back to when Bond pretends to be the valet and takes the key of the, uh, mm. the, the golfing guy. He's, some people think that's supposed to be reference to golfing. He looks a bit like him as well, yeah. Anyway, here are your martinis. You can have a posh Gosh, gum barrel glasses. Thank you. There you go. Thank you so much. Gum barrel glasses, I like it. I see what you mean. There you go. And then let's go back and let's finish the film. <laughs> so an unscheduled drink stop after the um, we're about to go to Italy after after the torture sequence. Yeah, we need we all needed a breather after. That. <laughs> um, you know, although we do like have it on our wall. As a portrait. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm thinking about it. That poster of doesn't say Casino, come and sit down here. Casino yeah. Royale with the chair with the uh, hole cut out of the middle yeah. of it is maybe a well, little bit disturbing. And Hannah and Maz were saying that um, they, although that scene obviously is quite brutal, they would struggle to understand how that would how feel. painful that um, is. Yeah. I think from a female perspective we could never possibly understand. Yeah, because we, Actually, we hear that really that painful? Yeah, we hear a lot of talk <laughs> of, of guys saying how painful it is and that kind of thing. Whereas, I, I, honestly, I, I also, honest, if you if you just sit down incorrectly sometimes you are in about ten minutes of agony. But no, I also really? feel yeah. that it also is playing on this the theme throughout the entire movie we get Bond's ego because yeah. oh, totally. like um he talks about at the end, doesn't he, about cutting cutting off what he doesn't value. Yeah. And yeah. and that like there'll be nothing left that will identify you as a man. man. Yeah. But like that's such a 
like obviously it's not modern day sort yeah. of thoughts about gender because obviously there's lots of things that identify people as male or yeah. or oh, don't. that's a really good point. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but so it's so it's basically the only thing that identifies man is a penis, not the fact that yeah. like he mm. um is does quite strenuous job or yeah. like has certain ways of thinking yeah. like it's only that that identifies them as a man mm. so I, I, that, that's what's okay to me this time it's like actually that's a really sort of reductive way yeah, it of, is, yeah. and, but it's it's going back to that thing about bond like because like this film it's like baby bond he hasn't grown yeah, into who he yeah, is yeah. yet yeah. so like they're just playing on his ego the entire time like this man is even though he's only slept with one person by this point uh, um, we know bond the person who's watching this, other than Hammer, um, knows Bond as a womanizer. Yeah, so he um, so, around a lot. But he's yeah. only slept with one person in his film so far, and mm. but like that's supposed to be a threat right now. But in reality, like if we were watching this like Hammer, mm. um, we'd be thinking actually, like he's not a womanizer. He's he'd, like he's been a perfect gentleman to Vesper. He hasn't tried to get her into bed and all this kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Sort of. Oh yeah. No, he hasn't though. <laughs> in a in a like a in a sarcastic way, I think he's probably had a go, but. But you know the most painful part of that whole scene for me, um, because you know back to like the whole thing of like women can't necessarily understand what it feels like to be like kicked in the balls or whatever. Um, but women also are very prone to say, you know, oh for God's sake, get over yourselves when it does happen because we can't can't like have any kind of sort of concept of concept of what it feels like. I think they facilitate a woman's feelings in this because you watch his face react when you hear the woman screaming in the background so they cater Mm, to both audiences mm. so what i don't know what they're doing to her yeah i think it's about to play into that like are they raping her yeah exactly so what we perceive as the awful horrible horrifying part of the scene is the bit where you think oh my god what is happening to her because he's so blasé about what they're doing i never even thought about that because 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 you're showing something so graphic happening to bond yeah. What's happening to her? Must be yeah. even worse. And what's yeah. going through his mind is yeah. how horrifying it is for her. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if, if that was happening to you, you'd be thinking, well, what they're doing to her? What are they? If they're doing this to me, what are they yeah. doing to her? Well, they actually yeah. need him. They don't yeah. need her. Yeah. So if they're doing yeah. that to him, imagine what it must be mm. like for her. So I actually found the the part that it like pulled the most emotion from me. Although obviously I can I can appreciate that. You know, it would being painful. yeah, being sat in that position in the first place, and and like you know, having had the the, the car crash and being mm. slapped around the face and being scared, um, mm. would be awfully uncomfortable. It's also the same night he's been poisoned. Yeah, and <laughs> I had, know, and he's, had a he's a wreck by yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah, and he's probably still drunk as well. He's had quite a lot, <laughs> oh, he's of, had quite a lot of booze. Yeah. <laughs> Although there is a cut scene which. Um, he had more booze when he's having. Yeah, he, there is a cut scene where he actually switches to water, Maybe. which oh, is well. really, which is what we've done, listeners. Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> partly while yeah. also drinking two drinks at the same time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that like little bit of toast and caviar. So yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. 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 That's what's tipping over the edge. And, and also, like being sober. we learned, like um, um, the um, Mathias is that you pronounce it? Mathis. Yes. Mathis is a. Traitor. Yeah. Traitor. On a mad scale. Yeah, like I, I, I never saw that coming. Did, did that shock to you? Yeah, because I, I, I haven't seen this film. I actually forgot about that part, mm. but uh, it, it was a surprise to me as well. Um, but I think the, the having that so close to this scene as well, because you're already like painfully hurt by the fact that this seemingly nice guy who was 
stood next to Vesper trying mm. to be like Pinch almost like a friend yeah, yeah. but also at the same time now he's completely screwed her over he's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. thrown her the under walls, the bus so, yeah. or in this case the, the car yeah. yeah like he <laughs> I think has that part no... is so good because yeah. obviously there's a grand tradition again and you know even if you've never seen a bomb film you probably know it's got car chases and stuff like most action films yeah but it's like we've got like 30 seconds of a car chase yeah and then it's also like it, it's like well. oh oh wait it, it's the woman tied to the train tracks and it's the same in the novel bond has that awful choice you know is it really much of a choice do i drive over and kill the woman that i'm developing feelings for or yeah do i kind of say you know um do do i swerve and do a record guinness world record breaking six spins in an aston martin yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think it, I think it's really really good as well because it comes because this is a very long film yeah it comes as if like we've not got long left though. um that oh we we've won like bond and best yeah. i think they've won yeah and and so that all yeah. this to come after all this to come suddenly after that such shocking violence when you think oh they've won the poker game like he's he's broke he's running he's scared this film has a very strange structure which yeah. i know we'll talk about more when we yeah. finished in about 25 20 25 minutes but yeah. it does have a very strange structure compared to most bomb films yeah. and Shut, you know yeah this film has made me feel really old because um when the aston martin flipped the only thing i was thinking was where the hell are the airbags yeah. I'm yeah. never going to buy an Aston Martin I because think I want airbags. I think there were airbags in yeah. Hubert. I, I don't know. If oh, they're, they're just mandatory. very discreet airbags, are they? I don't <laughs> know. If they weren't mandatory, I'll, I'll Google now like, when were airbags. I mean, that, yeah. that, that stunt was done. That stunt was actually done, I think, um, and I'm going to get read to filth if this is inaccurate by uh, the Stop Getting Bond Wrong crew. But I believe <laughs> that stunt was done at Gaydon, um, which is a uh, track where they test cars. Oh. One, um, another another of our friends, um, Steve, he actually has been to that track numerous times because, of course, you're not going to do that stunt on a real road, are no. you? So it's like a test track about about an hour away from where we live. But that was scheme. that was a real that was a real guy inside that car as it spun round. Oh wow! Like a, no yeah, way! Yeah, yeah. So oh my gosh, it's a hell of a uh, back to it. First introduced in 1990. Oh, there you go. Um, oh, but they didn't become mandatory in vehicles, and and they weren't in more than 90 percent of vehicles until 2006. Oh my oh, god! Maybe, yeah, maybe they, maybe that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't actually in every car. That's insane. So maybe people watched this film and thought, you know what? I need an airbag in my car in case this ever happens to me. That's yeah. crazy. And I, I wonder, like, because if you buy an Aston Martin as well, you don't think you're ever going to crash it because it's you'll take good care of it. So maybe they thought, well, you don't need to have one of these. I know you drive it fast, yeah. Yeah. but like, I think you, I think the 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 normal driver of an Aston Martin would take so much care because yeah. it's such a big investment. Maybe yeah. you're thinking like I don't need to have airbags in it. Yeah, I like what I like what you're saying there. Yeah, I think I agree. They're just for show really. Yeah, I do think though there seems to be a recurring theme here. So there's the flamboyant nature of Bond when he came out of the water. Yeah. There's the Mount Gay cocktail. Yeah. And now there's Gaiden racetrack. Well and, there's and a lot of gay in this film. Oh uh, yeah, are they trying to drop a discreet hint here? Every time we've driven past Gaiden we have gone gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this and is then, our the town. big the big showdown with a villain like bond's got his balls out yeah there is actually ah, i realized in the book we're yeah he's completely naked no but, but is that is that the same torture the, right, no he uses carpet beater in the book oh, oh wow yeah. nice wow but there is actually i've realized i've put the because we've got two copies of this on blu-ray there is actually a version of that scene on the other blu-ray which is even more explicit 
where he actually drapes the rope over his shoulder, the big bulbous part of the oh, rope. Oh, like, and it's like, even like more suggestive wow. that essentially he's dropping his scrotum, wow. to use the anatomical term, on his shoulder. Oh, uh, so wow, okay. This like he gets is, it out for him, I, I forgot, I actually forgot, this is the version with the it's better cut. sound mix, but it's actually slightly cut for okay. the UK market. Wow. But yeah, okay. there we okay. go then. That's really well, we're about to finish Casino Royale. That's it, we've got about 25 minutes left. We're let's uh, let's see what we think by the end. Okay, we have literally just finished Casino Royale, end of the credits, um, and... 2006, not the 60s Casino Not Royale. the 90s. There is another version of Casino Royale, but I think we really need to watch it. No, 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 no. I, I, I won't even watch <laughs> Anthony that Anthony hasn't even watched it's, that it's, oh, No, I have watched it. My In fact, there are two versions crazy. of Casino Royale, but let's not go there. And I think we need to go to Hannah first, because we haven't talked about this, but your first ever Bond film? I'm, I'm gathering, so just... <laughs> I, I get really emotional at the end of Casino Royale. No one else, I don't think, in the room was. Oh, no, I so, was. Oh, you I were. Because really you do well, realise yeah. that, like, even though she's bad, she does love him. Oh, yeah. She's just trying to save her boyfriend mm. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Well, so my first ever Bond film, it went so quickly. I just, I didn't even know what to say. I think it was just the whole package. It was the cinematography. It was the acting. It was the music. The action. Oh, I love the music in it. Like yeah. The, the yeah. little, yeah. like, do 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 the best of the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just everything. And I think what's really interesting, I think what sort of makes a, a film stand out is that watching you guys as well see something different, you know, watching it again, because you guys will have watched it so many times. Mm. And yet this time, you'd have seen something different to the, the yeah, last time. I've seen so many okay, different like, things that I've never noticed before. I've seen that film at least 15 times. Yeah, and I, I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> and saw and there's so many things. things. And like things that I thought were plot holes, which actually weren't plot holes in the end. Yeah. So many things that like I just didn't consider or just thought, well, that's interesting. I've never thought about it in that way before. Like I've never seen that in my head before, that the bit where he drives a car at Best Bat is the cinema trope of tying a woman to the railway tracks. Yeah. Can, which, isn't that so cool? Yeah, it is cool. Which actually happens literally in one of the Fleming books. A woman gets tied to the railroad tracks. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. He uses it twice. Oh, he gets yeah. using a cinema man with a golden gun, but yeah. Yeah. And so, like proper, like what, what Bond did as well, with, what the Fleming did in the books, would obviously make people like want to go to foreign places and yeah and like yes. uh, yeah. work because like you two want to go to Venice now. yeah like now yeah even though someone watch. died terribly in a flood <laughs> yeah like, well, I want to go to their house where that person died as well so like, like <laughs> pay, pay homage to Venice <laughs> unfortunately that building doesn't exist we, oh, we yeah. tried to find it well it doesn't right? exist anymore <laughs> yeah well, we, well yeah we tried to find it we went to Venice but it is a CGI building believe it or not we did sit opposite it yeah. drinking. Uh, at Ross Ritzy's while someone filmed a Bollywood music video just before uh, shall, shall I open the Bollinger or not? Mm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 yeah I have to say I think the cocktails were probably a little bit too bitter for me I'm a very sweet sort of cocktail person <laughs> <laughs> I, the Prosecco I could do yeah I, I have enjoyed every drink immensely yeah. I think that we actually have four. Was it four drinks dropped? Yeah, I've lost track. No, so we had the we had the martini, the we had the rum, yeah, we had uh, and we had the uh, best and then yeah, so it's four, yeah, yeah. martini yeah. and prosecco were my favourite. But then yeah. I, I sort of like 
sweet, not bitter. I like the Vesper. I think I've discovered a new drink I'm going to order in a bar. Yeah. Definitely. I'll make you another one. So do you want to know, um, do you want to talk about why we, like, because she does come across towards the end like the villain, even though she's being tortured. So do you want to talk about why we named our cat after Vesper? I, yeah, I mean, if you you do get round to watching the other Daniel Craig films, Vesper haunts the next one. That's basically all that film is about. It's about his trauma, about not just Vesper, but his, you know, him becoming that blunt instrument. And he's, he ends up kind of going down a really self-destructive, like, route. And um, because she's not in his life and he doesn't have anything to live for, essentially. It's kind yeah. of a, it's a really kind of... So he can, um, he can sacrifice it all Introspective now. film. He has nothing left to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he goes really self-destructive. And then that's never really resolved. Mm. And then they kind of don't even mention that in the next film. But then the one after that, they bring it back. Yeah. And I believe in the new film, that kind of comes back in a big way. There's a big thing. Yeah. Although, like, in the, spoilers, in another one, yeah, the he does object. marry someone. It's like Vesper's the only one of the yeah. Bond girls he really loves. Even yeah. if he falls in love with someone else, she's kind of like yeah. the one that got away. Yeah, I, I think from 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 jumping in and out of previous films, um, I think he he always falls in love with at least one girl per film, but then ultimately sacks her off because yeah. you know the, the mission, job the, the mission job requires. You know, I yeah. we don't never notice before. I love that scene with Judy Dench and the man from the treasurer. Yeah. yeah. Because Judy Dench yeah. is, is She's saying, really upset. Judy Dench is saying, like, um, you need to sort this out without, yeah. like, well, well, I'm sure she's just going to deposit it now. I, I, Judy yeah. Dench is going bond, like, sort it out now. I always yeah. think she's just stopped crying. She's having a bit of an emotional moment herself because she knows her best agent. Is, and, and the whole thing of him being a son kind of. Surrogate. Like a honey trap, isn't it? Like she's, she's like stolen all the money. Yeah, it's a yeah. difficult one, isn't it, for, for M in that sense? Because although he is her best agent, he's been massively compromised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, in a normal situation, if he wasn't as good as he was, because when we they would let him go. We're supposed to believe that, like, she, like, Vesper would go and give that money and then come back and they would just go off being no, no, that, that's the thing. That's was why. she going off to die? I mean, Hannah was going to interrogate me about it. So, as yeah. many questions you like, but I, I, you know, I don't want to get too maudlin or anything, but the reason I love Casino Royale so much, and th- there are some people in the Bond, like, fan community who, who love Bond, like, for years and years, who hate Casino Royale because it's kind of like, they see it as this kind of jumping on point, and you don't need to have known any of the other films and that sort of thing, but I think you get a lot, kind of, if you have watched the other films, but I think the thing that I find so emotional about Casino Royale is that... I don't know. He, it is that. It is a very gay thing because mm. back in two thousand and six, I wasn't out. Yeah, and it's that kind of like yearning for someone you can't have. Yeah, and he can't have her mm. because and she can't have him. Mm. And there's this thing in the way, and there's something about that that just absolutely destroys. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That I, I wonder if that's why when I watched it in the cinema at the time, I was so impacted by it because I remember a lot of scenes really vividly from that film. But like, do you remember those lines? Like, yeah, like fifteen yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like so. I know I remember the line about his pinky. Yeah, um, as a as a direct quote, um, but you could look at that as like 
quite a comedic line and I'm taking the piss out of the whole situation mm-hmm. in the same way that he took the piss. I think it's sort of really honest. That I think that, that film is great yeah. because the humour is not kind of like bolted on. It kind of arises out of natural situations. Yeah. And that's like the finger line is both sexy yeah. and funny. Yeah. But yeah. also like it's very, very honest, like you say, yes. because like if at the, at the time he's still in that like hospital. Yeah. So who knows what damage has been done yes. to like yeah. his genitals yeah. and like but she's saying like, I would still be with you because, yeah. like, I know there's a way that you would still be able to bring me pleasure. Yeah, and, and that's. Mm. But I think I think um, reflecting back on that, I think that the reason that um, that's because you know you, what I can do with my pinky yeah. line is so prominent. I think for me is because that's the personality that I've tried to use as like a defense mechanism. Yeah, like so. I feel like that's something I would say in a situation yeah, like that. Totally. I think that I would say that. I, th- I think Bond's humour is always yeah. trying to deflect how he really feels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's why I think that line was so prominent for me because it's it's a line that I can relate to on such a big scale. I would love to have someone, you know, say to me, well, I already have someone who would say to me, I don't care, you know, because I know what you can do your kind of thing. But back then at the time, I had no idea that I was going to find happy. somebody yeah, 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 who, exactly, would, yeah. who would even be happy if all I could use was my pinky. And again, not to get too kind of like depressing or anything, but do you think that's because as queer people, we kind of think everyone has this stereotype of, you know, we're sex obsessed and whatever, but actually <laughs> the idea of a relationship probably mm. didn't enter into our heads. But, and uh, and just, just think about that, that, that film yeah. came out in 2006. Your body. 2005, civil partnerships partnerships became legal. So it's only been a year since we were allowed to form a union. And and, and, and at the time, you live in Ireland. Yeah, and at the time, I would never have even considered being able to be a woman. Absolutely not. I would never have even considered it. So I think that's why that line, after all all, all these years that have gone by, that line has always stuck with me because... Of all the lines in the film, that's mm. the one quote I remember most vividly, and I think it's because it's it's his veil, and that's my veil. Yeah. That's how I would cover my true feelings. And obviously, I can reflect on that now as a person who you know has found it's like the happiness. Yeah. yeah, I found the happiness I never thought was was possible. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. to 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 watch that film in hindsight, thinking yeah. that it was never something I would ever achieve, I've obviously you know remembered you know other other aspects of the film. But that film, that part of the film, will always be very poignant yeah, because yeah. it was the it was the bit where I I, I sat and reflected on myself. Yeah. In 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 a man, this, yeah. this is a man. This is a big, well, I think that, yeah, man reflecting like, himself. But that's the thing, isn't it? Like, because we've been told the way all the way through that film, he's, he's such a loner. He's he he can't follow. He can't do. He can't do what other people need him to do. He won't follow the rules. And then, as queer people, we're probably thinking like, "What? We're a bit like that. We won't. We don't want to settle for what they're telling us that we yeah. need to do." So, I can totally, totally see that. And, yeah. and then I'm also like thinking back about David saying about the um, how um, there are some people who don't like Bond yeah. fans who don't like it because it's a jumping on point. Yeah. But I, but for me. Like, I was thinking about that when we're watching it and when we're thinking about where we go next. Like, yeah. I think if you like Bond, you should like all Bond. Yeah, yeah, I like agree. I like all Bond. Yeah. Even the ones, even, yeah. even like the, yeah. the um, Timothy Dalton are my favourites. 
they still are special. Yeah. Um, and and I I just think it's I think that it's such a great you can't people don't have the favourites, but like as a package of cinema, I think it's pretty incredible. Mm. And yeah, I so think... we're going to my favourite next. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going from the sort of quite sort of um, much sort of lauded, Heralded, yeah. like by yeah. critics, lauded, um, much lauded by critics, in Royale, to A View to a Kill, nice. um, which is my favourite one film. Brace yourself. Um, okay. And um, <laughs> oh, it was very close with Tomorrow Never Dies, but yeah. um, I, wanted, I, I want Hannah to see the complete opposite end of the spectrum from Cine Right, Royale. I like You've that. You've got yeah. Royale action movie, Totally crazy, really young buff Bond, and to left fifty-year-old, left, 50, left, 50 year old, left to a um, fifty-year-old in his last ever Bond film in a really <laughs> fun but still amazing like no way. movie. Yeah, yeah way. We go into that. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect. Just, now. just, just, <laughs> just in case we end up kind of cutting off any th- um, green shoots of love for Bond. <laughs> based just on Casino Royale, how likely you don't have to say this just because we're recording. No. But based <laughs> based on Casino Royale, kind of how much of an appetite do you have to watch more Bond? I'm be- I'm really intrigued by what the eighties Bond was like and I feel like I've missed out now. <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm thirty three years old and I've nearly thirty four and I've never ever seen a Bond until now and now I'm like what else, you know? Yeah. That's an interesting, down. like, historical sort of time capsule. Mm. Yeah, event. yeah. Um, sort of, you get to see what world relations were like at different times. Um, yeah. The yeah. very, the 60s ones are obviously very sort of, um, um, Russia is shown as, like, not particularly the big bad, but the thing in the background <laughs> that's pulling all the strings. Yeah, and that's that still the to a kill. Yeah, but, yeah. but the Cold War was still happening. The yeah. Cold War was still happening, but it's so it's, it's such an interesting time capsule of what's yeah. really happening. You in know, the world. what I think. I mean, I know that, like you said, that people sort of hate on like the, that particular film because of its um, campy elements. Yeah, and, and like, like that, essentially, yeah. people thought he was too old. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think that you have to you have to respect the fact that an, an entire generation of people got back into Bond because of that film. So had they not yeah. made that, mm. it would be a very different place for Bond. Yeah, I mean, Casino Royale. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if if, if that would if, if that had never made, they hadn't considered a character the way they considered um, Daniel Craig. I think that at this stage in Bond in in the Bond franchise, it would be a very very different place. It was, so, very, it was a really risky thing too, as well, because yeah, because because um, um, the film we're about to see um, then went into. Two films that did work very like they were well received, but they didn't make a lot of money. And then Bond was fallow for much of the nineties until Pierce Brosnan came back. Yeah, but like Pierce Brosnan was brilliant, and yeah. like the Bond, like Don of the Day, is a bit little bit silly yeah. um, and was a bit panned, but it yeah. still made lots of money. Yeah, yeah. and it made like, the most they, money of any Bond film until that point. They didn't oh, wow. need. They, they didn't need to do this big reboot. They could have just had a fun. It, it was really noticing it there. It, it does make me realise how much they were following. And they don't want to do this, but they're following. They follow some trends, um, like Moonraker. They want to do disco and, it's, and go to space because of Star Wars, and they do it too late. But they, they were chasing like 
oh, Batman Begins does this like reboot story. Let's do that. Yeah. But I don't. I. I. They, I don't think they needed to do that. No. They still yeah. made a fantastic film, even though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that. Um, so for me, the Pierce Brosnan franchise of of uh, Bond was. So that was really influential in my in my life growing up. Yeah. I think that the Daniel Craig franchise, I, I would hope, would, would do the same thing to somebody else's life, yeah, where yeah. it was quite influential yeah. in their life. So I actually think that the I know the critics might say that it's you know it was unnecessary or whatever, but actually it's incredibly necessary because there's going to be somebody out there who's going to watch the Daniel Craig films and go, yeah. oh my god, this there's, is actually there's, there's what I need in my life. Everyone has their bond. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan is mine because that's the one I grew up like. For me, the one thing that bond is it might make me think of family and mm. feeling yeah. um feeling very like close in my family. And there's some brutal moments in the Roger Moore one. Mm. Yeah. But like Roger Moore is so fan family friendly yeah. that it just makes me think of like home and yeah. And just sitting and, and, and watching them with I my dad. I should have that Tim drink, darling. No, no. I just think they're. I think they're the. They're the sort of, the the, the nicest ones, yeah. and that sounds like damning with fake praise. Yeah. It's not the. They're just. They're just very. They're fantastic stories, yeah. and and they have such a. Um, they're really interesting, like thrilling stories, and great Bond girls as well, um, and villains. Um, and the one thing is that look quite a lot of other bonds, including Daniel Craig, or even though he's backpedaling a lot now, um, have sort of looked back on their time as Bond and the celebrity brings as being like a bit of a curse. Like quite famously, Daniel Craig talked about he didn't want to do another Bond film, he'd rather slash his wrists. Oh, but then he obviously he was like, interviewed only two days yeah. after finishing but the then, but, where but, he broke his leg. But okay, he's still but he's but he's doing it again, and, and like yeah. he's, he's he's recognised that. But every single time you listen to Roger Moore talk about Jane Bond, it's with such yeah. like gratitude yeah. and recognising that it's so yeah. it's so important. To Hang him. on, we're being a little bit kind of over positive. No, you you're no, right. I, I, he was I can very, see what you mean. No, though. he does. He, he, he totally did all that contract negotiations. Yeah, time but, the, but to make sure he got more money. But he's a star, he's yeah. a yeah. But I think as well. Someone's uh, slightly biased and they've named our eldest cat Dak and Roger Moore over jealous. Oh, good choice. <laughs> yeah. But I, no. I, I can't just... see what you mean because, like, so obviously we've said about the Daniel Craig, we understand why they made the film the way that they did because that Daniel Craig is going to mean something to somebody else. Yeah. And I've already said that, that Pierce Brosnan was my bond. Um, Roger Moore was somebody else's bond. Yeah, exactly. So had they stopped at Roger Moore, I would be a completely different. I'd have a completely different look on this. I would have probably been a completely different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These things do influence how you go. Exactly, yeah. So exactly, Daniel yeah. Craig is somebody else's Pierce Brosnan, and it's somebody else's yeah, Roger exactly. Moore. So yeah. I, I can completely see. It's like generational. Yeah. yeah, I like and it is generation. It is generational. Like it, there's a lot of, in the same way that people in like Star Trek fandom, these people yes. have their captains, don't they? Yes. But I. I just really appreciate the gratitude that Roger Moore has where yeah. someone, and it's really funny, self-deprecating. You always talk about him not being a really good actor, even though he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I just think that it's such a, he's such a special person. And like, I'm hoping 
that you'll get to see another yeah. side of Bond with the film that we're going to get to watch in a if bit. We end up After with, dinner. Yes. If we end up with <laughs> I need third, some food yeah, to too. soak up all this alcohol. If we end up with a third film, I want to pick the third one. Okay. I can't, I can't wait I'm to see where you go. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I want to pick the third one. <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> that, was a, that was a left turn. The third um, Bond film. Okay. And then Hannah makes us choose Mrs. Dickfire. <laughs> and so we did sit down again after dinner to watch A View to a Kill which was not something we'd planned to do. <laughs> so I definitely hadn't planned to record this part as a podcast either. What follows is like a 10-minute podcast extra, really, uh, as we watch a very different film. That's our conclusion, <laughs> to put it mildly, uh, to Casino Royale. I hope you enjoy it for what it's worth. It's a far less structured experience. Um, I think we'd stopped uh, having themed drinks by this point as well. Although it's a little bit difficult to remember, A View to a Kill has that effect on you. It's great. We love it. Let's see what Hannah and Maz thought. For me, this is like, if you like doing Bond as like alkaline to acid, this is the other heart. The other oh, that's a good analogy. Other side, science, science for you. Yes, yeah. Science for you, Matt. But it's the the total opposite <laughs> side, okay. but still just as incredible. Yeah, I okay. oh, This this awesome. is probably our most watched Bond film. Yeah. So what year is this from? Eighty five. The last Roger Moore. So before. So before both Matt and I were born. Oh gosh. Yeah. I was two. <laughs> Um, but um, it, it's the last one, and, and if I'm being honest, Roger Moore's a bit long in the tooth by this point. But okay. it's still a really great story, and it's dealing with sort of um, sort of fears people are probably having about technology. Oh right, okay. Microchips. Okay, yeah, interesting take. And then really, like, really queer from the fact that like um, you've got um, Grace Jones, who I know isn't a queer person, but she's a, like a gay icon. Yeah. Um, and um, I think um, Tanya Roberts as Stacey Sutton gets a lot of bad shtick as being a poor actress, but I think she's really good. Okay. Uh, Christopher Walken is the villain who's brilliant. Um, and Roger Moore is just incredible. I love, brilliant. so right now we're looking at the 007 scene right at the beginning of the DVD, and I love that symbol of Bond. I love the, the, the 007. Director. I love it. It's, it's so iconic. And, and the, mu- oh, well, the, the music in this film is probably one of the best like body scores ever. For me. It's incredible. The silhouette of the girl that's got the gun is so iconic. That's supposed well. to look a bit like the same situation. Very, very iconic. Let's let's get on it. A view to a kill, then. <laughs> we, we've just recovered from the Paris sequence. Which is... Maca, maca. <laughs> um, and- Great so, Joe slapping her own face. <laughs> and, and the chef on the ship with the with the butcher's knife. Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. And I think that all of this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's amazing. And what did you just say that this you can't I, believe? I, I literally can't believe that this is the same franchise. like franchise of film as <laughs> Casino Royale. Like I don't I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's really camp. Like, really, can't yeah. yeah. No, I mean, Grace no, like... Jones is brilliant. Like. Yeah, Grace Jones is what yeah. makes this. Bond so is known for being 
camp as well, though it's yeah. just the last yeah. couple of ones. Um, <laughs> Skyfall is a little bit more camp, yeah. but like and Spectre a bit, but like they they've got away from this. But this yeah. is what Bond was for, like quite a lot of yeah, the time. Yeah. Even yeah. the Pierce Brosnan ones are this is, it towards yeah. 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 This is very like carry on camp though, as I, opposed to yeah. like like. The way I described with the other film was like a silhouette of a man who looked very flamboyant. This is like literally, it's like, like, it's like, it's like yeah, drag. Yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah. it's like a very, drag show, isn't very it? Very carry on, very mm. much like a drag yeah. show. Not what I expected. Grace Jones is was very unexpected in this whole thing, um, and we haven't even talked about the snow stuff yet. When they act, they like. Absolutely and, and that, nailed like, it when they played. Iceberg Machine. Yeah, Beach the, Boys. the Beach Boys esque. Oh, wow. And in their Iceberg Mobile. Yeah, and the Iceberg Mobile looks so much like a phallic like object. <laughs> yeah, like, and, and they, like a bumpy. And they're, yeah, and they're It's five days five to Alaska. Days. Like, yeah, wow. It was just, honestly, I'm so glad I've gotten to witness it. Uh, of all the, the Bond films I think I've accidentally seen, this is not one of them. I oh my think. God, you haven't seen this one either. No. I think it's because people don't have good opinions on this one. This is like often in it's, the yeah. worst one. So this wouldn't be one of the ones they've played on mainstream. It is really silly. I get that. But at the same time, the thing that I love about this film is it takes unexpectedly dark yeah. turns. Yeah. It hasn't really happened yet, apart no. from the flying soup thing. And that's not that dark. <laughs> so I think what's good but, about this film from... Because now I'm coming from the perspective of someone who's never seen it. Now, I mean, as we get further in, I might recognise some scenes, but mm. currently I don't think I've ever seen it. What I think is good from that perspective is I actually quite enjoy the the slapstick nature of it yeah whereas like a lot of i don't know like a lot of people don't necessarily enjoy slapstick humor whereas i quite enjoy that mm-hmm. so if you look at this from a completely open perspective like i don't know whether this is a serious film whether it's like a very like comedic film or I, not, I, I, and also it's, yeah. it's more family friendly you yeah. won't sit down with very young children if we're just in a well absolutely having said that, would, i, I don't yeah. spoil anything because neither of you have seen it before there are some moments in this film which, uh, when I watched this for the first oh, wow, time, when yeah. I was like, I know like seven about. or eight years old, and they stayed with me like I had nightmares about them. Yeah. There are there are honestly bits coming up which you like. Okay, you can't imagine showing this on ITV on a Saturday. Oh, Sometimes they okay. cut things yeah. like yeah. the ITV when they're showing. Yeah, TV. I mean, I think so far my personal favorite scene is Grace Jones running away when she's pretended to be the butterfly. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then jumping off. I mean, something describes the cape and then jumps off the side. It was like, a guy who jumped off the Eiffel Tower. It's like it, 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 it does. It's shame it wasn't Grace Jones. Like, but, yeah. she's That'd be great with the Met Gala is the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's really it's relevant re- right now. It's so cool. And like there's a whole thing about that because that man who when when they did that stunt, like didn't he get fired because he wasn't supposed to jump at the time, but he just did it anyway. The, yeah, the person who was hired to do the jump um did it and then because he I think he didn't he just, just jump because when he, he fancied doing it again, he did it again and then he was fired from because he wasn't working on a bond film. Because oh, they wow. tend to keep consistent cast, and, and you stuff have like to like that to get approval. Oh, massive! Because they really yeah. jumped off the Eiffel Tower, so that oh, really wow. get, it wasn't Grace Jones though. Clearly, yeah, that probably would have been up for it. Um, but um, <laughs> this it just gets better and better. I, I remember oh, when we gosh. went, we actually went for Valentine's weekend yeah, yeah. to the Eiffel Tower, yeah. and we went to the restaurant in the Eiffel Tower. And I remember I didn't say it at the time, darling, but I remember. The, the, I remember walking in the restaurant like, being nothing not like, like it. the one <laughs> from View to a Kill oh and like God. going, this is all lovely and we're up the Eiffel Tower. It was, about to have a, it was a great meal, 
Like with foie gras and whatever. And there was no woman doing a butterfly show. No, there was no butterfly show. There was no Monsieur Aubergine <laughs> and that kind of thing. But yeah, I was a bit disappointed. It didn't look like Beauty with Yeah, but let's carry on. Let's continue. Go on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. This is the campus film that I think I've ever seen. <laughs> so that we just watched the scene where. Um, May Jay seduces Bond. That May Jay seduces Bond. Yes. What makes you say that? I just, I, I don't even know. I just, I can't believe this is just the same franchise as because <laughs> it's totally, totally different. Um, there are any like yeah. similarities in terms of and the mission. I can tell. <laughs> no, like some of the, the same sort of things happen in the mission. Like Bond's very like needling of the villain. Yeah. Um, it, it starts off about sort of a rich person being so bored they're just cheating at sports and stuff um but it's just um and we've seen stacy sutton now which is who's fantastic in the first few scenes like this film's just so good it's um it's very small scale at the minute with his horse racing wings but then it goes massive is it fair to say it's quite a, a tonal mix yeah i tonal think shift? i think i'm glad i'm watching it because it's a bit like watching a light-hearted comedy version of a very serious film. So I think had I watched this first and then watched, um, if you watched it the other way around, it'd be jarring. It'd yeah, be less it'd be, jarring. yeah, it'd be yeah. A, a big culture shock. But I think that watching watching this, having watched a very serious film with a very serious plot line, it's quite nice to see Bond in a in a much more comedic sort of role. Yeah. Whether they mean it to be comedic or not, I don't know. But yeah, this is, this is, this is it's, his last it's role. fully intended. Yeah, yeah, this is his last role, so maybe they do mean it. I but, mean, but they were all not all, but they were majority like this one. Yeah, I think Grace Jones's character so far is my favourite. Yeah, Roger Moore and Daniel Craig are very very different people, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've gathered so far. <laughs> Totally different films. <laughs> so the, those films both exist in the same universe. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about it, if we, like doing Casino Royale as the prequel, eventually Daniel Craig becomes that. Wow. <laughs> I, just, no, I think there's no like no comparison <laughs> between the films. I think I'm not entirely sure what I've just watched. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. I, I would watch that. Like, I do think there's no other thing, but I would watch that again and again and again as we do. Yeah. Um, and get more enjoyment. Yeah. 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 I think you can have this on the background because it's like a bit of a light-hearted comedy quite yeah. a lot of the way through. Casino Royale and this one. A very, very different film. And even like they, I know it's about like funding terrorism, but like the, the <laughs> plot, the, the threat is so sort of amped up to like 11. Like they're going to flood the entire of Silicon Valley so that they can have. Which is sort of topical for the moment, yeah, isn't it? There, yeah. there is a world shortage of my opportunities right now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's something that this has happened and we didn't realise yeah, somebody has done this somewhere and the cat the cats are crying for food dinner and they had three meals today yeah they had three meals today casino royale is my favorite though so far of the two of 25 bond james bond will return it says look (laughs) 
And while that is it for this episode of the License to Queer podcast, we will, of course, return. If you have enjoyed this podcast, then you may, if you haven't done so already, want to head over to licensetoqueer.com, where you will find dozens of articles addressing Bond from a queer point of view, multiple queer points of view. In fact, it's not just me, David, who writes for the website. And if you have an idea for a collaboration of any kind, please don't hesitate to get in touch you can also find us on social media instagram and twitter at license to queer 